not sure how to start this exactly. <laughs> Wait, I want to do an intro. Okay. Okay. Uh, welcome to Rock Hard Caucus. Uh, you have Natalie here today along with Justin. Yes, hello. I don't have a radio voice like yours. <laughs> and we went to the Trump rally at the Iowa State Fairgrounds yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we're going to share some of our impressions about that. Yeah, this is the only place where you're going to hear what really happened. The unvarnished truth. Yeah, as we've been doing recently, just episodes where we go to something and then remember <laughs> what happened. <laughs> just tell you what was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no other news source is giving you this much detail into the I... <laughs> large cultural events of Des Moines. I, I kind of wanted to look up what the local news coverage of it was like. I did read an article as I was falling asleep last night. What did it say? Well, I think after we left, Trump uh, officially endorsed Grassley, so we missed that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because um, Gavin posted it because he was like, Grassley was like, well, I'd be stupid not to accept the endorsement of someone with a 91% approval rate. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's no love lost between those two. <laughs> oh, he also, uh, Trump called Grassley handsome in his no endorsement. Way. Yeah, yeah. Ew, he's like a, the crypt keeper. He's like <laughs> absolutely disgusting. I didn't want to tarnish my like important objective journalist views by reading other news sources. Right, yeah. They're illegitimate. Yeah. They're all fake news. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, when we arrived at the venue. Uh, first thing, as we were walking, we parked a car, we were walking to the fairgrounds, and a, a big work truck drove by flying a Trump flag, and it said on the side, stopbasementleak.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there were there were some like crazy Christians outside with signs about going to hell. Yeah, I wonder what their angle was. Like, isn't everyone who's walking by you, like, with you there? But then I remembered the Planned Parenthood book sale. So oh, that's, that's, who, the, that's yeah. who they were here for, I think. But they were, like, fighting with some Trump guy about Alcoholics yeah. Anonymous, and it was really funny. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> why are you doing this? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to take all of that, like, fundamentalist, super strict Christian stuff, like, really seriously, I guess I kind of respect that they're willing to also get in shouting matches with <laughs> Trump, Trump supporters. <laughs> totally. Because they're, like, fake christians you know fake friends they're not here <laughs> they're not here for the right reasons yeah yeah they're not here to make friends but the best part of that group was the little kid holding a sign that said hell 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 <laughs> <laughs> just welcome you welcoming you into the big republican party <laughs> <laughs> welcome to hell <laughs> extremely true with the hellfire in the sky yeah, true. When the sunset was very orange. Yeah, it was like kind of chilling to like stand with all those people with like <laughs> orange, orange rolling clouds reflecting down. Welcome to hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we comment on our uh, disguises? Yes. Yes. So we did a great job. No one, I feel like no one suspected anything at all. 
feel like we both did pretty good. Yeah, nobody really said anything to us, like, suspecting we didn't belong. Yeah. When I went to the Trump rally, the one I got kicked out of in Cedar Rapids, it was, Mm -hmm. like, immediate that the people sitting around us were like, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) Like, genuinely, if you're, like, dressed, like... If you have a, a T-shirt, even if it's just like a regular nonprofit T-shirt or like like it's a thing that they pick up on. And people were like chatting with us like we were normal. Yeah, yeah. When we first walked in, someone yelled about Justin's mutton chops being awesome. They're popular everywhere he goes. Yeah, these get me into like clubs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, anything. <laughs> they love it. You look like Wolverine. Yeah, so I, I mean old like Republicans think I look cool and just like don't question my presence. Also, when I went to a Chapo show, like some guy complimented me. So I, I can go anywhere with these. You can go anywhere and it looks cool. Mm-hmm. So I was wearing a red shirt with um, a denim button up over it. So I, I thought that was pretty good in a pair of boots. Yeah, I thought you you could pass for like a suburban mom. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I was wearing uh, the Groucho Marx like glasses with the big nose and mustache. <laughs> no one suspected a thing (laughs) (laughs) i had on like jeans and a flannel shirt with the sleeves rolled up and a blue baseball cap that says texas totally yeah he he looked great no one suspected a thing i was an off-duty trucker yeah i mean you looked like a, a regular working class guy there was kind of a long line to get in it was so long. Wasn't it as bad as Knotfest, but yeah, we were there yeah, for a while. It didn't seem like there were that many people when we got in, but the line was insane. Yeah, and the security was not very like thorough, so I, no. I don't know what was taking so long. And as I said on Twitter, there was so much budging, and I was getting <laughs> right. so upset. I feel like it wasn't bothering you, but I was like <laughs> watching each person like where they had been before and where they were relative to us and getting more and more angry. Like, that lady who talked to us like she was all nice and everything, then pushed in front of us and, like... Oh, yeah, she did just just kind of walk past us. Yeah, (laughs) she got so far, and it was like, we're waiting in a line, and, like, you're supposed to merge. Like, there are rules. There are rules. (laughs) Yeah. But people just were, like, pushing past each other, and, like, we're trying to wait like normal people. Like, it's just, like, a a real, like, harbinger of what's to come. I think they were just uh, more excited to be in there than we were. Maybe, but like, don't you want to respect your fellow? No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) They don't at all. There were so many kids there. Yeah, there were a lot of kids. There were a lot of kids. And And like like, they were all wearing like Trump t-shirts and stuff. They were all, all of them. And I just find that to be really chilling. And it's like, I was trying to tell myself like, okay, but you put Scout and Bernie's t-shirts every (laughs) time we went anywhere. And like she canvassed with us and like... So, like, I'm indoctrinating, too. But, like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? It's, like, so chilling to see, like, a tiny child with the shirt that says, fuck Biden. Yeah. Like, it's just, like. (laughs) Some news guy tweeted about how, like, this is the most T-shirts with the word fuck on them that he's ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Including on children. (laughs) Yeah, they were absolutely on children. And, like, fuck Biden stickers on children. The lady that we stood next to in line was like, so the thing right now is apparently at a NASCAR race, people were chanting, fuck Joe Biden. Yes. And an announcer thought that they were saying, let's go Brandon. Well, I think he knew, but he wanted to like pass it off for TV as something else. Oh, okay. So they've like 
glommed on to that as a slogan. So yeah. I had no idea. But this lady who was next to us in line, she was like, you know, I normally like I don't like the F word at all. <laughs> like I normally would never speak like that. But like they won't listen to us otherwise. How else do we get <laughs> yeah. them to listen? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> raise up our voices. They don't pay it. They don't pay attention if you just talk normal. So there was a a plane flying overhead that yeah. said, let's go, Brandon, join getter.com, which is like their new social media platform, yeah, which G- is like G-E-T-T-R. G-E-T-T-R.com. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a graphic design nightmare. Oh, I meant to tell <laughs> Allie about it. I mean, it's just like, just assaults the eyes. <laughs> yeah. So listeners, if you want to get on there and follow uh, rock hard caucus, we did open an account yesterday. And oh, we did. Yeah. We're no, I didn't, but yeah, but we that plane, should. that plane was circling for a long time. Like for they, so long. They burned a lot of gas just to show us their little banner that said, let's go, Brandon, join getter.com. Yeah, I mean, I think they know they have to launch their social media if he runs again. Well, every few months, there's like a new one of those like yeah. <laughs> crazy right wing uh, social media platforms. Yeah, they get like taken out like whack-a-mole. Yeah, they get removed from app stores and everything. <laughs> 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 I forget like all of the ones that have died already. But it's yeah, been a lot. But there's lots. What is like parlor? Parlor, yep, yeah, parlor. That's one. But especially since Trump got banned from Twitter, they've been popping up a lot. Stop trying to make Getter happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, everyone in line was complimenting each other on their different shirts because there was a wide variety of apparel with different slogans and stuff. Most it of is, it sucked. Most of it sucked. It's they look horrendous, like an absolute. <laughs> nightmare of design and it's like remarkable how much gear there is every single person is wearing gear it's very weird like it's notable when someone is just wearing a regular shirt right and there was shit loads of merch being sold too just like tons of booths set up that's like the main thing that's happening there i think is just selling shirts and hats (laughs) and just like complimenting each other on them Mm -hmm. and they're like all like just really offensive like (laughs) there's a bunch of like trump as the terminator that's the one that i saw so many of like i'll be back yeah very stupid or trump as hulk hogan oh yeah there was a kid with like a flag that had like the hulkamania logo but it said trumpamania (laughs) yeah (laughs) um oh yeah when i was walking in i took a picture of a car that said it had two bumper stickers on it. And one was in Israel and America shaking hands. And then one said Lyme disease, a hidden epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to picture the person. And it was not out-of-state plates. There were a lot of out-of-state plates. But I love picturing mm-hmm. the person for whom those are your two big issues. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and they were parked really close. So they, they must have gotten really there. Like, close, so they got there so early. Yeah, they were there at like 6 a.m. waiting outside the gates. Dude, I wonder how like fucking boring it was before we got there. Oh my god! Because they opened so the gates boring. at two, and we got in yeah. at like five thirty or so. Yeah, five yeah. thirty. It took an hour to get through the line. Yeah, but like, what was their entertainment supposedly? It said it would have entertainment. I don't know what time the football game started, but that was, that was I think it. the main thing. Yeah, they were showing the game on the screen like until it ended, including while speakers were up there. <laughs> that 
was my favorite part of the entire thing, <laughs> that every single politician besides Trump had to do split screen with that Iowa game. <laughs> uh, so while we were in line, we could hear like a little bit of the speakers as they began. I did take notes, but like some of these names, I don't know who these people are. There was an opening prayer from somebody named Bernie Hayes. Uh, Eddie Andrews, who I think is a state rep, he led us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, yeah, and I put my hand over my heart, but I forgot to take my hat off. So that was a slip-up in my character. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird for grown-ups to do. It's weird for anyone to do the Pledge of Allegiance. I think it's really creepy. But, like, (laughs) (laughs) grown-ups. Right, yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? I don't think I had actually, like, put my hand over my heart for the Pledge of Allegiance in, like, 20 years prior to last (laughs) night. (laughs) Uh, Mark Fincham was there. I had never heard of this guy. I, we couldn't see him from where we were outside of the uh, the fairgrounds, but I looked up a picture of him and he was wearing like a big cowboy hat and he has a big mustache. <laughs> All the stars are here. <laughs> <laughs> All the stars are here. <laughs> Fincham. <laughs> yeah, Mark Fincham. He is an Arizona state representative and we couldn't hear him, but later research showed that he was just talking about like election irregularities in maricopa county etc that was the theme of the evening for sure yeah yeah and mark fincham seems to think that like thirty-eight thousand ballots should have been thrown out or something like that they're really dwelling on something that happened a year ago (laughs) it's really sad it is not cool yeah like there's no like owning anyone like fuck anyone like we lost you know it's just like so sad (laughs) it's very impotent like they're just complaining they're not gonna do anything about it really (laughs) you're just like extremely whining like this isn't your brand yeah like january 6th was like the most they could do and that was nothing yeah it definitely had like a january 6th look but none of the energy was it was deflated no those people aren't gonna do shit no it's just moms with rhinestones. Yeah. There were so many rhinestones. <laughs> oh, I saw um, America's patriotic tractor, uh, Gary Leffler's tractor, parked outside. I didn't see Gary Leffler himself. Speaking of January 6th, he was at that. Yeah. Yeah. There are a bunch of like right wing radio host buses. <laughs> yeah. Big there buses. There was one with, I like, meant to post. I forgot what his name is. Some some guy's face on the side that I've never yeah. seen before. Yeah. <laughs> okay so we couldn't hear like the previous speakers very well because we were outside but when iowa gop chair jeff kaufman stepped up to the plate we could hear every fucking word (laughs) this man screams he's so excited the assignment yeah he was so happy to be there yelling at (laughs) us (laughs) he was yelling at us (laughs) There's like there's such a difference in like Iowa political representatives of like who is true believers or not. And like you can tell when you watch them speak and like that man is a true believer. He was excited to be there. He's screaming. Yeah. I mean, he seems to know how to energize a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, he knows the what the assignment is. Yeah, I mean, he, I think, did a better job than, like, any of the actual politicians. Yeah, people were fired up. His, like, voice was really loud. He was clear. Well, to be fair, we weren't actually inside, so maybe people were, like, not even paying attention to him. But he was screaming. 
<laughs> it was very loud. <laughs> uh, so he was the first one I heard bring up that Des Moines Register poll that says that Trump is gaining in approval ratings in Iowa, especially among his own party. They have a he had a complicated relationship with the Des Moines Register. He talked about that a lot. Yeah, mostly he was talking about the paper. The, De- yeah. the Des Moines Register. <laughs> Uh, so he said it's a 92% approval rating among Iowa Republicans. Uh, I think it's actually 91, but he was rounding up, I guess. And he said, put that in your editorial page, Des Moines Register. <laughs> I think they did. I think it wasn't it like on their front page. <laughs> uh, he said that he uses the Des Moines Register editorial page to line his bird cage. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. I don't think he actually has birds. I don't know. He said they were canaries and like when they would see the editorial page, they wouldn't sing anymore. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So while he was screaming, I was just like thinking about Ross Wilburn and I was like, man, imagine if he could scream like this. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty cool. If he was like, if he was like a commie and he had that energy, I would think it was awesome. Yeah. Like he knows what he's supposed to do. He can work a crowd. Mm -hmm. He's like a fun screaming populist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. He did. He did a good job. He's like, obviously, every single person's evil. Don't take us out of context. (laughs) Like, come on. We know that. But, like, he did a good job. Yeah. He was is, listenable. He did a good job, which is bad. We wish, <laughs> right. he, had, we wish he had done a bad job. <laughs> there were a lot of bad speakers. <laughs> yeah, like like most of everyone else, we wish he had done as bad as them. He did better than Trump. I would say so, yeah. Um, do you know what Praetorian Guard is? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, it's like some, like, old Roman shit, but now it's like a security firm. Okay. But I think there's maybe more than one Praetorian Guard company i don't know but there were guys there doing security who were wearing polos that said praetorian guard and they like all had a bunch of arm tattoos and stuff and i don't know they were dressed like proud boys it was weird this the staff i noticed i didn't see the like praetorian guard thing but i noticed the like volunteers were like scary (laughs) they had like lots of like Nazi images all over their forearms. The tattoos were scary. They were scary people. I mean, I didn't see any swastikas, but like the other like classic imagery, like iron crosses and stuff. Yeah, iron crosses. The slightly more ambiguous symbols. Yeah. Yeah. They were like very terrifying. The main security, though, was Secret Service, like getting us through the metal detectors. Yes. And they were all hot. I regret to inform you. (laughs) Well, they were all dressed like it. (laughs) In black with like bulletproof vests and stuff. I asked Justin if ACAB includes Secret Service and he said yes. Yeah. So I regret to tell you that they were all attractive. <laughs> well, Natalie loves a man or woman in uniform, so <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Noted authority respecter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you would like to be dominated. Okay. <laughs> there was one of them did look like a thumb, but the rest of them were pretty attractive. <laughs> okay, so this is when we got inside. I think this is the thing that really dominated most of the night. Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was dying. I was <laughs> dying at the Elton John. It's like all I would talk about. I took tra- like there were nine Elton John songs. <laughs> yeah, they had maybe like twenty to thirty minutes of music on a playlist that was just repeating. And I think more than half of that was Elton John songs. More than half of it, absolutely. Maybe two thirds. <laughs> it was so much Elton John, and there was some deep cut Elton John. It was just like so much Elton John. Is it like just that Trump loves it, or that it's like the era, or I don't know what it is, but it's so yeah. funny to me. Like, this is our soundtrack by a gay foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> the Yellow Brick Road, uh, uh, that one where he says, I guess that's why they call it the blues. I don't know what that song is called. Yeah, Saturday Night's All Right for That's right. Yeah, yeah. Candle in the uh-huh. Wind. Rocket Man. Candle in the Wind played three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I only heard Rocket Man once. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the best ones. So. Yeah. We just named five songs, but I'm pretty sure there were more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were. It was mm-hmm. just so many. There were just songs I could. I knew it was his voice, but I didn't recognize the song. Yeah, yeah. Okay, QAnon stuff was, like, everywhere. I think yeah. everyone knew what QAnon was there. Everyone knew what QAnon was. There were Q shirts. It's crazy that that is still, like... It I, It seems like it's growing still. It's, like, Q even... I never understood that shit. <laughs> is he even, like, still around, like, the guy? Or is it just taking on a life of its own? I don't know if there are still Q drops where, like, somebody with the code name Q is still posting information somewhere i don't think so but i don't It's just like the imagery i don't follow it closely either but there are still people like devoted to this theory (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was a QAnon flag paired with a we love veronica flag and we were trying to figure out what that meant right so if you're listening and you know who veronica is yeah let us know dm us please it's very unsure about that one anyway i bring up QAnon because I think my favorite thing that I heard from somebody else in the crowd was related to QAnon. I heard a guy talking to his wife or partner or something and some stranger, uh, and he was saying that JFK is still alive. Yes. There was lots of JFK Jr. shit. Well, this guy didn't say Jr., though. (laughs) He said literally JFK, who would be dead even if he wasn't dead. (laughs) I mean, he he probably meant JFK Jr., but he was saying JFK is still alive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he he kept repeating to his wife or whatever that he is activated. <laughs> <laughs> there were I took pictures like there was a lot of JFK Jr. shit, t-shirts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. flags. I don't really understand what the angle is there. Like I I don't understand the JFK Jr. shit. I don't get it. Yeah. Do you think-, think he would be a Republican? Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they think he's alive and he was helping Trump behind the scenes. But I don't know how you subscribe to that theory and think that the team of Donald Trump and JFK Jr. have succeeded in any way. (laughs) Like, (laughs) their secret plan was clearly a failure, right? (laughs) So now we can get into speakers that we actually saw. And this was overall pretty disappointing. First up was Ashley Hinson. Ashley Henson, not a true believer. She can't do it. Yeah, this this is kind of Natalie's analysis. Like, the speakers who performed better are the people who, like, actually believe what they're saying. <laughs> you can, and you can tell the difference. And, like, Ashley, I've, I saw her at the other Trump rally, too, and, like, she can't do it. She can't fake it. Like, 
she went to USC and it shows. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like she's trying to scream, like, and, you know, people, you know, support her because she'll, like, follow the agenda or whatever. But she's very clearly just not a true believer. Marionette Miller makes is a true believer. She cried. (laughs) Yeah, It was amazing. (laughs) Forced some tears out and, like, made her voice shaky. Uh, It was when she was talking about the, the... Afghanistan like army the, people who died in Afghanistan yeah. 13 people she literally cried yeah it and was, she she repeated several times that she herself is a 24-year military veteran yeah I mean she's she believes she's a true believer <laughs> before we like completely abandon Ashley Henson though I, I do want to just remember one funny thing that happened she was talking about how the Democrats are like assaulting our rural way of life I think she's probably lived in the city her entire life Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know for sure, but No, I looked it up. She's lived in Iowa cities and then in California. Right, yeah. She's never lived. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like saying that the Republicans and Trump were like really supportive of farmers or whatever. And uh she pointed to a guy behind her in the crowd who was wearing a farmers for Trump hat and thanked him personally (laughs) and he like didn't respond he was just like sitting there (laughs) (laughs) she just she couldn't work the crowd i i bet she's like really good and like a donor meeting yeah yeah she just did not kill she just couldn't do it yeah and initially i thought that she would be like good at this because of her tv news job Uh but last night i was trying to like reconcile that and i was thinking like well Usually she was just like in a TV studio looking at a camera, not like a big crowd. And like that job sort of demands like a a certain like coolness and composure. Like you have to be very like objective and like sort of flat in your affect. So maybe that actually hurts her a little bit when she goes to a rally. Cause she I can't. mean, it shows. That's what she's like. She's like yeah. flat. She just ab- she just couldn't bring the energy that people were clearly trying to draw from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she yelled or ended with uh, "Build that wall and let's fire Nancy Pelosi." Just which... like, come on, Ashley Henson. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then yeah, Marionette Miller Meeks. We already mentioned her, but she did. Much better than Ashley Henson. Much better. People loved her. Yeah. It seems like she's like a foot shorter than Ashley Henson. She's so tiny. Did, yeah. Did you know this? Like tiny... the, yeah. The she's like our size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like a very small person. The, the microphone was at her forehead. <laughs> so she opened with this crazy story. Oh, yeah. About the fast food. Yeah. A story <laughs> ab- about going to, quote, her favorite fast food restaurant. She never told us what it is. This <laughs> yeah, really bugs me. What, what restaurant was it? Uh, and the cashier complimented her on her change purse. And so Marionette Miller Meeks just gave her change purse to this fast food cashier. <laughs> and I guess the cashier liked it because it said Jerusalem on it. <laughs> yeah. And she said the cashier came up to her at the drink stand and was like, thank you so much for this. Yeah. Like, came back up to, like, talk. (laughs) Who just, like, hands over their, like, here's my wallet. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's like if somebody compliments my shirt and I just take it off and hand it to them. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Tim Robinson bit of, like, don't you like, (laughs) don't you like my gift? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it, it was the moral of the story was supposed to be that, like, 
they had to like whisper about how much they like the Jerusalem change purse because it's dangerous to be openly Christian or something. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? It was crazy. One thing that you just reminded me of, though, when you said drink stand, Marionette Miller Meeks says soda, not pop. Ah, not a real Midwesterner. (laughs) I think that's a mark against her, yeah. Oh, that's that reminded me, too, is there were like 10,000 people there, probably, and all there was was for drinks was a single lemonade stand, Mm -hmm. and all there were for food was there was one corn dog stand and one burger stand, and that was like the sum total of, I mean, you had to get lemonade if you you wanted a beverage. Yeah, it was uh, it was real not fest vibes, honestly. Super long food and drink lines. They were very long. Yeah, not enough for everyone. Uh, while I'm speaking about not fest, though, I think they're going to try to claim that there were like 40,000 people at this rally last night. <laughs> and that's definitely not the case. Definitely not. No, I am bad at estimating crowds. But yeah, Natalie said 10,000. I'd say, yeah, it's somewhere between 10 and 20. Yep, absolutely. If someone says more than that, it's it's not true. There were yeah. not 30,000 people there. There just simply were not. Yeah, I'm bad at estimating crowds, but I do know what 30,000 looks like now because of Knotfest. And it was not that. There were a lot of people, but it was not like shoulder to shoulder. There was plenty of space. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of funny next to the, because it was right next to the grandstand. So oh, you're yeah, seeing yeah. this like huge stadium and then just like in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were like right right in the entrance, like where you come in for the state fair. So Miller Meeks, she opened with that fast food story, which is funny because we mentioned that the football game was playing like in the <laughs> corner of the big screens as people were giving their speeches. And a Hardee's commercial started <laughs> while she was speaking. I wish I had taken video of this because Miller Meeks giving her speech while there's like a hot, wet burger like spinning around in the corner. <laughs> It was such a sight to see. And momentarily, it like popped up for full screen. For, yeah, for a second, the Hardy's commercial took over the whole screen <laughs> <laughs> while she was talking. Oh, man. It's just French fries. <laughs> yeah, just bacon. <laughs> like the audiovisual stuff was like really poorly run. Yeah, it it definitely was like... They didn't want to play the commercials during the football game for us at the rally. So there would just be abrupt cuts and then like abruptly like the middle of an Elton John song would come up. <laughs> and then and the big sign that says don't bring in guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the song would cut off very abruptly too. Like I feel like I could have done a better job. Oh, absolutely. You need to fade it in and out. You got to be more subtle. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that the list of things you couldn't bring in was really funny um, because it said it listed appliances, parentheses, Mm -hmm. toasters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're not allowed to bring in your toaster. And then it said it said firearms, ammunition, weapons of any kind, which I always find to be funny. Yeah, I thought this was supposed to be like a Second Amendment sanctuary state now. Yeah, but you couldn't bring weapons in. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. I did not see Todd, by the way, for anyone who was following that saga. (laughs) I thought I might see Todd at the rally, but didn't run into him. Bummer. So Miller Meeks, uh, she was talking about, she also said build the wall. Um, She said we need to test every person who crosses the border into our country for COVID, which is interesting. I saw Laura Bellin tweet about that this morning, how like people in Iowa can't get COVID tests right now 
like reliably. <laughs> but but uh, you think like, I mean, it's just the like classic Nazi playbook of like, you know, people are bringing disease or. Right. Yeah. We're blaming the immigrants for COVID when like we, we've done like next to nothing <laughs> to, to stop we, spreading COVID. We were standing right behind a girl who had a pandemic t-shirt like, how mm-hmm. do you reconcile those two things? Like, we need to test them for COVID, but also it's fake. Yeah. It's just, there was a lot of tension with that and with vaccines, which we can talk about in a in a bit because they bring it up later. No, well, Mary yeah. Not Miller makes brought she, up vaccines. She did. Yeah, I was about to say that. She's, she gave Trump credit for developing the vaccines. And then she said that Biden bungled the rollout of the vaccines. And those were, I mean, that was not lines that went over very well. Yeah, no, there weren't like cheers for that. I don't know if people really like know how to respond to that. (laughs) It's like, we don't want to get vaccinated, but like Trump is the reason we have the vaccine. And Biden, it's just like, there's a lot of tension there. Is the vaccine good or bad? What's the deal? Like Trump made the vaccine. But, like, he's not in office anymore, so they have, like, put poison in the vaccine (laughs) after he left. (laughs) I mean, objectively, I would say that the statement that the vaccine was developed under Trump and the... the rollout, the rollout was, was bad under Biden. I mean, that's true. <laughs> right. It doesn't mean he developed it, but it's like, yeah, it developed during his, you yeah. know, and it was poorly rolled out. It would have been just as bad or worse if Trump had still been president. But still, I mean, this is I mean, an Amer- this is like a, an America problem. It's not like yes. a, this isn't a partisan <laughs> issue. Uh, not entirely a partisan issue. It obviously is to a large degree. But like we suck at this regardless of who's in charge. Yes. Did you did you see a lot of anti-vax shirts? I saw a lot of anti-vax shirts. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say a lot. There were plenty. Um, I don't recall any of them specifically exactly. It all kind of blurs together now. Yeah. I saw three people with masks. Yeah, yeah. I did too. There was like a lady in a suit, a couple pe- things in front of us that must have been a journalist. Well, I heard her talking to somebody. That was when we were in line, right? Yeah. So I heard her say to someone behind her that like she had had COVID recently. <laughs> So oh, that's God. why she was wearing the mask. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how recently. <laughs> Jesus. Um, there was a guy there in an Obama Biden shirt, and he was wearing a mask. Yeah, as we were leaving, we saw that yeah, guy. Yeah, it was very weird. And, and I was like, there well, was like maybe, maybe I didn't need to wear these Groucho Marx glasses, after all. Because <laughs> <laughs> they let him be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there was a family where the like mom and dad were like decked out in trump stuff and then uh, like, a kid just like in black sweatpants wearing a mask like trailing sheepishly behind him like <laughs> yeah. behind them clearly like not into it yeah he's the the virgin from the virgin versus chad meme <laughs> he actually Sorry. had that that like posture too yeah i keep getting <laughs> us off track mary not miller me no it's okay i mean i want i have all of this in my notes so it's good to check all of these off organically rather than me just robotically listing things <laughs> so marionette miller meeks uh we already talked about how she was like talking about the afghanistan withdrawal for a while and well this is a good question do you think that those that crying was real um kind of yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> she seemed to like be really moving herself yeah. with her screaming and stuff i mean she's good at it if it's not real yeah she's good she's a good fake crier yeah it just seemed like her voice got shaky at like just the right time yeah like not shaky enough to like make it so we couldn't understand her 
Oh, that's a good point. But I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, she probably is actually sad about it. So <laughs> she, she claims that we won the war in Afghanistan militarily, but uh, we lost because of politics and incompetence. <laughs> Afghanistan takes were really good. (laughs) (laughs) She said something like, we never learn from our mistakes. You're not wrong. Which I, yeah, I would like, I would like her develop, her to develop that idea a little more like, which mistakes have we made before? And like, how are we repeating (laughs) those mistakes? And (laughs) why are you like this? If you can acknowledge that. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it was towards the end of her speech. She said that she is called for, uh, Blinken to resign and for Biden to step down as commander in chief. And I cheered for that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Justin and I were kind of into it. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were like cheering at the right spots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was clapping when everyone else was clapping because I don't I don't want to stick out too much, you know? Yeah. I, I was like genuinely having a blast singing to the music. So. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I was very surprised at how much better Miller Meeks is at speaking at a rally compared to Ashley Henson. Yeah. That was my takeaway with her. Yeah. She was good at it. She did well. Uh, Next was Matt Whitaker. He is dull. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even remember who he was. And then throughout the course of his speech, I was like, oh, yeah, he was like appointed. Like, no one cares. Yeah, he was the acting attorney general. And they were very careful about only referring to him as the acting attorney general. They said acting every time they brought up yeah. his former job. He he looked the most like a thumb that a person can look. <laughs> I think the most notable thing that happened during his speech was he called out his hometown, Ankeny, and there were little pockets of cheering throughout the crowd. So Ankeny was representing last night, which is not surprising to anyone. Yeah, something's something's going wrong there. Something's going wrong in all the suburbs, though. I mean mm-hmm. to Ankeny, but something is really wrong in the Des Moines suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was mostly just rambling about how America is a Christian nation. It was, uh, yeah, boring and stupid. I, I definitely wasn't listening to him. Yeah. I was looking around. I was doing crowd watching. But uh, after that, Jeff Kaufman came back out. (laughs) Yay! Very exciting. He was there to introduce Chuck Grassley. And in order to do so, he got the crowd chanting something. Do you remember what we were chanting, Natalie? Was it fuck Joe Biden? No, no, no. I don't think he would go that far. But he had the crowd chanting the names of the three Supreme Court justices that Trump appointed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was just a lot of breaking out of chants of fuck Joe Biden. Yeah, we were doing that just naturally. Yeah, they were they were chanting the Supreme Court justices. Yeah, so he got everyone started in a Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, uh, what's the other one? <laughs> Barrett. Barrett. I, I think he said Barrett, yeah. Yeah, he said Barrett. Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Barrett. Cor- Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Barrett. That's hard to chant. It's really hard to chant. But it, it was didn't... happening. He was yeah. persistent. So that's like his whole reason for, uh, you know, being excited about Chuck Grassley is that Grassley helped that happen. The 6'3 uh, psycho majority on the Supreme <laughs> Court. <laughs> Chuck Grassley deserves a lot of credit for that. So big thanks to him. And this was very interesting. When Grassley came out, people started booing him. <laughs> <laughs> people were booing Chuck Grassley. <laughs> People did not 
like Chuck Grassley there. It wasn't like everyone in the crowd, but it was a good it was, number. There were a lot of boos. Yeah. And I wanted to find someone and ask, like, why? Um, someone said on Twitter said it was because of a vote on the infrastructure bill. And someone else said it was because he was like critical of January 6th. Mm-hmm. But he, he, the clapping was like kind of smattering, but there was a, a pretty resounding boo section. Yeah. Chuck Grassley did not kill. No, no. He was very boring too. Um, and he was not popular. Yeah. His speech was mostly just about how. Uh, Trump campaigned on this, this, and this, and he delivered this, this, and this when he was president, which is fucking, you know, bullshit, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, by comparison, Biden has made gas prices go up. Yes, of course. <laughs> he was interesting to me because of, like, how much he shows his age in, like, having a complete non-understanding about the 2021 Republican Party. Yeah. Because he was talking about inflation a lot and, like, just really hitting, like, what would have killed during Reagan and just doesn't work now. No one cares. No one in that crowd cares, gives a fuck about stagflation. Like, not a (laughs) thing. No one cares. And it's just, like, interesting that, like, some of these people don't seem to know or, like, understand what their party is now. Right. Yeah, there's a disconnect still. I mean, like, there's this QAnon shit everywhere, but the Iowa politicians are going up there and they're like, we got to vote in 2022. We got to put more Republicans in the House and Senate. And it's like, these people want, like, blood. Right. (laughs) They're not thinking about voting in a year. They don't give a shit. (laughs) Who... Was it in a song or someone was saying we got to kill them all and everyone was chanting kill them all. But <laughs> there was it was completely unclear who they were yeah. talking about killing. I, I don't want to spoil that too much, but we'll get to that soon. I, oh, I, was that during that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember exactly what you're talking about. A quote from Grassley. I can't do the voice yet, but uh, when we were driving back last night, I, I told Natalie, I want to get like I want to be able to do a Chuck Grassley impression at some point. Yeah, when he dies, we're like, going to do a four-hour show and roll out roll out Justin's Chuck Grassley impression. It's just like, what does a 90-year-old Midwestern man sound like? <laughs> <laughs> but he said, President Biden has no border because he stopped building the fence. <laughs> I think I got the... I think fence is like my key to getting the accent right. Because he says it like, fence. <laughs> Uh, he cited Larry Summers. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so that, he that's... has no idea what people care about. No one there right. knows who Larry Summers is. Right. It's when he was talking about inflation. <laughs> he said that even Larry Summers agrees that all of this government spending <laughs> is going to cause out of control inflation. And they're just like the QAnon it's crowd. Like, yeah, like, cr- they don't... crickets. <laughs> don't know who Larry Summers is. They don't care about the value of the dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And there was a woman standing to our right who was yelling traitor over and over while Grassley was speaking. And I was unsure if she was responding to Grassley talking about Biden or if she was calling Grassley a traitor. And I think I'm leaning towards she was calling Grassley a traitor. I think she was calling Grassley a traitor because it wasn't during lines about Biden necessarily. Right. I don't know, man. A lot of those people hate Chuck Grassley. and They really hate Chuck Grassley. And that's like so interesting to me. 
it like sort of like we spend a lot of time talking about how fucked the Democratic Party are and it's because they're impotent losers and they'll lose forever. <laughs> but like the Republican Party is like schisming too. I think like because of their like ability to like maintain a minority chokehold over the United States, I don't think it's going to hurt them that much. But there mm-hmm. is like these people like they do not care about like any of the traditional Republican shit. Yeah. It seems like they are losing their grasp on that a little bit because, I mean, they can't deliver what those people, like, really want, which is mass murder. (laughs) Right. It's it's really, truly, that's what these people want. Like, that's what their shirts are saying. That's what their energy was. It's, like, they're very terrifying. I mean, I was having a ton of fun because of the Elton John and because Justin's my buddy. But (laughs) (laughs) it was, there's a very creepy bloodthirsty energy there yeah i mean i think i felt uh safer than i expected to feel but i mean that's just because we're white you know like yes we don't have a target on our back we look like we could be there (laughs) yeah we were like wearing outfits and like white midwestern people and so but i think if like it would if you looked different it would be i mean you wouldn't want to be there it would feel like a, a a lynch mob like it's just scary scary people yeah i mean there were some black guys there but they were like really decked out in like trump gear so yeah, it, it was it like was really clear like, <laughs> like no i'm like a different kind i'm i'm <laughs> i'm yeah. into this yeah yeah i only saw like probably two black guys actually in the crowd but most of the people selling the merch were black which is really weird <laughs> yeah i think there was some yeah, overrepresentation among the merch sellers, which suggests that maybe they're just getting some money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's just a grift, I kind of wanted to be like, can you please tell, are you a scammer? Because I will buy your Trump button. It's like, <laughs> like if you're scamming these people, like, I support you. And it really feels like they have to be. Yeah, I mean, the, you would expect it to be like maybe half white, half black at most. But it was probably like 80% black men selling the merch there. Yeah, I mean, if there was some, if there was someone I knew was just scamming, I would totally buy a Trump button. Like, that's really, the idea of that is really funny to me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it kind of seems like that's what's happening, at least with some some people. Yeah, but we don't want to make them break characters, so we can't, like, ask them, you know? <laughs> yeah, but if I knew. So up next was Kim Reynolds, and I think she did pretty well with the crowd. The crowd loved Kim Reynolds. I think like the anti-mask governors are like where this kind of like psychotic energy can really be channeled through elected officials and like real politics. That's that's what they're really into right now. And like Kim Reynolds, like taking on the school board and like Mm -hmm. it's all about school boards right now. And like, I don't Kim Reynolds is like going to be continue to be incredibly successful she knew how to work these people she was very popular oh my god her voice is an unbelievable (laughs) assault on the senses i just like my ears were ringing with the like (laughs) and it's not because i have internalized misogyny because the other lady speakers were fine yeah but like her her voice is horrific Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's this ba- it's this baby voice that's like screaming Nazi apologia. It's like <laughs> awful. <laughs> like- <laughs> so she came up to the mic and she started us in a USA chant. And yeah, there's something about her voice. It's like she- there's this certain frequency that's very dominant in the way that she yells. And it's just like 
eh, and it just like it's is so awful. loud. It's so loud. <laughs> just, just an awful, awful thing. And that that again points to like the whoever was running audio was doing a pretty bad job because you could just like turn some EQ knobs and maybe like level her out, like smooth out the the frequencies in her voice, make her a little less like stabby. Like stabbing your <laughs> ears. Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it, it genuinely like hurt. Yeah, and it, it's not like I'm saying like, oh, she's like a screeching harpy. It's like it genuinely does like hurt your ears because <laughs> she's too loud at a certain frequency. <laughs> this, I'm, it's science. This is a, a bio truth that. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about gender, and this is <laughs> women's voices are harmful to me. <laughs> so, as she was beginning, some guy in the crowd screamed, "We love you!" <laughs> I mean, she like she did a good job. They love her. Yeah, it's startling that they love her. They do. I, I don't know. She sucks so bad, but they, she sucks like so bad. she she's delivering on certain things that they want. Like she's she's fighting the conflicts that they see as like the main battle for American culture. We like already she, talked about the she, school board thing, yeah, yeah. But she gets what they're upset about. Like she yeah. knows to talk about like murdering babies and school boards out of control and Des Moines public schools and like unions. She's just, she knows like yeah. what the people want and like Grassley and Trump don't know anymore. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Um, she said that when Trump was in the white house, governors like me had a, uh, a cooperating partner. To contrast, the Biden administration is not cooperative with governors like her, and she summed up his administration with three words. Do you remember what the words were, Natalie? No. Inaction, chaos, oh, yeah. and crisis. That's a catchy slogan there. <laughs> <laughs> Mouthful. Uh, while she was talking, uh, she like stopped something mid-sentence and like looked at the TV and said, Are we winning? <laughs> Because the football game was still going yeah, on. <laughs> to show she's a woman of the people. Right, yeah. Are you winning, son? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the biggest applause line, I think, at that point, like, of the whole night, was when she said that parents know best, know what's best for their children. Yes. Which is about the school COVID shit. Uh, man, <laughs> how do you feel about that with a child in school, Natalie? I can't contemplate it because, like, the rage overwhelms my body and makes me physically ill. <laughs> so I, I try, I kind of try not to think about it yeah. <laughs> because it's like, I mean, it hits a place of like deep seated rage to like risk my child. Yeah, like I just, I, I can't think about it. Well, she said, we put our trust in Iowans to do the right thing. And guess what? You did. <laughs> That's why we have like some of the most deaths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she was bragging about the state surplus. <laughs> she said, you made that happen. You did. And that's very yeah. cool. Awesome. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> Give me that money. It's mine. Yeah. You're <laughs> just hoarding money. money. <laughs> I didn't work for a year and a half. Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> it's my money. 
and I want it now. <laughs> uh, and then she bookended her speech by making us chant USA again at the end. She's got a real structure to her thing. She thought about this. I mean, she's good at it. She's good. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised because like, I thought she was bad before. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she sucked at public speaking. But yeah, it, it like, seems like she's turned it around the past couple years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she used to be it just like it. I mean, it's a big she can work a crowd now. Yeah, it's a big difference. She's like really come into her own as a like deranged psycho. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she was the last speech before Trump. And this is when we get into just waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, what time was it that Trump actually went on? Do you remember? He was an hour late. Yeah. So it was advertised that the he would begin at 7, and it was much later than 7. Yeah, it was 7.45. Yeah. All right. So this is something we hinted at earlier. The weirdest thing that happened the whole night. <laughs> uh, they'd been playing you know, the football game on these big screens, and uh, at some point, this was around 7.30, uh, a video popped up on the screen, and it was a, a little army general standing in front of a giant flag. I've never seen this movie, but I figured it out like as we were there, like what was going on. They played a five-minute clip of the movie Patton. <laughs> the 1970 World War II film. Yes. Patton. Where George C. Scott played General George Patton. Uh, and the movie begins with five minutes of him delivering this speech to the troops. This is a real speech that George Patton did in real life, but it's in the movie. And, you know, the context of the speech originally is like, we're going to go over there and we're going to kill those Nazi bastards, right? But yes. rem removed from that context, it's just like a guy saying like, we're going to like commit some atrocities on our enemies. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking... So it was in the speech he talks about like disemboweling people and yeah. then like wrapping the bowels around your tank treads. Yeah, using their like blood and guts to grease your tank treads. Yeah. And then like something about sticking your hand in the goo that used to be your friend's <laughs> face. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like a brutal graphic speech. It was so weird. And I feel like it just like Sometimes you don't really think about how long five minutes is in like a yeah. circumstance like that. Like five minutes sounds like a small amount of time. Five minutes is so long to just stand in a silent crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like not, it was not, no one was cheering for it. It was so, so weird. <laughs> well, when it started out, uh, there there was a little bit of excitement because when, like, the screen changes and there's this big video, like, you think, oh, Trump's probably going to come on soon. Yeah, right? and so it's this just is like, like an American flag. This yeah. is his intro video. And, you know, George C. Scott starts saying, like, some badass stuff. And people are like, yeah, yeah, that's like us. We're also going to kill our enemies. <laughs> but then as it drags on for five full minutes, people are like, okay, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> no one's seen this movie. I mean, like... Me, like, I was talking about it last night with some people, and, like, I, I guess people do know of the film, yeah. but it's just, like, it was just so weird. And that I feel like when they got to the part about, like, killing Nazis, that didn't go over well. Just, <laughs> like, 
it's it was just silent. It was so weird. And that's just like so much time to just stand there. And like it completely deflated the crowd. It was so weird. Yeah. Like it was just like a bumbling old man picking a clip of an old film he liked. <laughs> yes. And just making all these people watch it. Yeah. Well, th- this is going a little bit like out of order linearly, but I think that's appropriate for the Trump speech because he just fucking rambles at random. But it seems like the reason he selected that clip to show us. And by the way, after the clip was over, after the interminable five minutes, you would think like, okay, he's going to come out like right now. But no, it was like another 15 or 20 minutes still just yeah, waiting. Yeah, it just returned to everyone <laughs> standing <laughs> after having silently watched a <laughs> clip from a 1970s movie. Yeah. It was so weird. (laughs) (laughs) But one theme of his speech was how, like, generals used to be cool and badass and do their jobs, and now they're, like, TV generals (laughs) or something. Yeah, he he said they were, um, all the ones that are on TV are all losers. (laughs) Which is, like, that's the Trump I like, of, like, calling your enemies losers, I think is really funny. It was his only funny line, though. Yeah. So this really long patent clip was to contrast with today's gay pussy generals who just want to be on TV. (laughs) Which, hey, are you maybe like projecting a little bit, Donald Trump? (laughs) So yeah, Trump came out. And do you remember what his intro song was? No, what was it? God bless the USA. Oh, yes. Yes. I I like have had that stuck in my head for <laughs> that song absolutely slaps. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, we were we were singing along with that one. We were singing so loud. <laughs> I love Proud to be an American. It rocks. <laughs> well, actually awesome. we we were singing pretty much every song that was coming on because we were so bored. No. <laughs> <laughs> The music is the only time I had any fun. <laughs> but Proud to be an American is awesome. <laughs> Endorsement. <laughs> it's a fun song to sing. Yeah. So Trump came out. Uh, one of the first things he said was, congratulations to the Iowa Hawkeyes. <laughs> <laughs> we love our Iowa Hawks, don't we, folks? Yeah. He cares a lot about them. Yep. He, was he learned the, the name of the team like 30 seconds before coming yeah. All right, what's this fucking football game that's been playing for six hours all day? Iowa Hawkeyes. Okay, got it. Uh, and then he claimed that the Iowa Fairgrounds had broken a record for the most people in there last Ever. night. And it's like Which is impossible. an incredible lie. <laughs> yeah. I like the state fair gets like, what, 100,000 a day or something? Yeah, it, it's a total of one to two million. Yeah. Like... It's it's an it's a hilarious lie. There's no like, yeah like so for, when we got there, I was worried that like I wouldn't be able to laugh at stupid shit because I'd be like breaking character and people would be suspicious of us. But when he said that, I was like, come the fuck on! <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't hold it in. <laughs> well, we were in a parking lot next to the grandstand, and yes, the grandstand is <laughs> yeah, the grandstand is full during like. Slipknot shows or, you know, stuff that they like, it's just like an insane lie. Right. They Um, would have all of those seats there because sometimes they would need that many seats. 
Right. right? And we weren't there because they didn't need that many seats. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Just obviously like, lying. <laughs> it's insane. This is the most people who have ever been on the Iowa State Fairgrounds. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he starts getting into his shit, and like I said, he's bouncing all over the place all the time. Uh, lunatic leftists are taking over our schools. The election was rigged. This might be my favorite uh, quote of the night. Iowa, what a place. <laughs> 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 Iowa, what a place. <laughs> uh, nobody has been better to Iowa farmers than Trump. And this was a line that seemed like he said this just for us, just for you and me. <laughs> he was talking about how much of a, a failure Biden has been in Iowa. And he called out specifically Biden's fourth place finish in the 2020 caucus. <laughs> Justin went, Justin went nuts. <laughs> Again, I broke character and I was yelling like, yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like no one else cared about the like 2020 Iowa caucuses. And Justin was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only people present who were invested in the Democratic caucus of 2020. <laughs> so the Des Moines Register poll has been cited several times by the speakers at this point that shows Trump at like 53% overall approval in Iowa and again 91, 92 with his own party. And Trump says that Biden is at 31% approval in Iowa. <laughs> that is bad. Yeah. Uh, and he said, who the hell are the 31? And everyone went nuts. They're like, not us. Fuck Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> uh, he called the Des Moines Register a radical left newspaper. I don't agree with that assessment, I don't think. He claimed here that he won by a lot in Wisconsin in both 2016 and 2020. He didn't even, con Justin pointed out that he didn't even contest, first of all, he lost Wisconsin. Second yeah. of all, he didn't even contest it. Right, it well, I haven't been, like, following all that bullshit closely, like, where they're, like, trying to sue the government of different states over the 2020 election, but, like, I don't think Wisconsin is, like, one of the big ones. It's mostly, like, Georgia and Arizona, right? But he claims he won Wisconsin. <laughs> he didn't even say, like, they stole Wisconsin from us. He just said he won. <laughs> But he didn't. <laughs> Trump is a liar. Have you guys, are you aware of this? <laughs> he just says shit that's not true. He just says shit. <laughs> and it's like, it's like kind of, it's funny and jarring, like when we're kind of so, like, a little bit far out from him mm -hmm. to be like, to go and watch him just like say shit for an hour. Just like, just lie because you're not as used to it anymore. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, and being immersed in it, like he's actually in front of you, like you're physically in the same area as him, like you're you're listening to him ramble all this time. It's a little disorienting, and you start to like you hear things he says, and you're like, I don't think that's true, but like, <laughs> but he's so quickly onto the next thing that it's like, well, I'm not gonna look it up now, but like, I don't, I think he lied there. <laughs> but, <laughs> It's so constant. It just like envelops you. You're in a different reality when he's speaking yeah. to you. I mean, you're in a different reality the whole time. Like I kept 
Like there were so many founding fathers to quotes on t-shirts that were (laughs) just like completely misattributed. Yeah. (laughs) And I started out by looking them up and then I just kind of let it wash over me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, I'm sure half these are fake, but I also don't care. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like the real shit they said was just as stupid. (laughs) 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 All right. He got big boos from the crowd when he said the words fake news. He got a big boo when he talked about Kamala Harris. And this I found notable. When he mentioned Bernie Sanders' name, nobody booed. Nobody was like jumping up ready to boo when they heard Bernie's name. And I don't know if that's because they don't hate Bernie or if it's because he very quickly moved on to talking about Ilan Omar, who they hate they way really more. Hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he said that he said that he that she married her brother thing. It's very weird. I and I can't there are a couple things that I can't think are fun. I was just like feeling upset. And one of them is talking about her because I'm afraid she's going to get killed. Yeah, yeah. I just like, you know, like a lot of the lies I think are hilarious or like the derangement. I'm just like, but I just like was am deeply uncomfortable because I see it within the realm of possibility that one of these people would kill her. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know. It just isn't funny to me. Yeah. It, the When he brought up the she married her brother thing, that there's such a weird like... We already mentioned the disconnect between the crowd and, like, the more straight-laced politicians where, like, everyone in the crowd is wearing, like, QAnon, kill them all t-shirts. <laughs> but none of the, like, Ashley Hinson types are going to actually acknowledge, like, the the craziest of the, like, conspiracy shit going on. Obviously, they know about it, but they just sort of pretend that they aren't aware of this. But Trump just goes out there and he says, yeah, Alan Omar married her fucking brother. <laughs> like, none of the rest of them would have said that, I don't think. No, they, like, still have to hold some semblance of... Yeah. Like, they're courting people who have no problem saying that and, like, want them to say it, but they're not going to, like, get on a mic and say it while it's being live-streamed. Because they need to have some plausible deniability. Yeah. So, like, they aren't held accountable if someone attempts to kill her. Yeah. Like, I just find it chilling and uncomfortable. There was a, a, and then the abortion stuff, I was just, like, my skin was crawling. Like. Yeah. You know, I know that I shouldn't find any of it funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, obviously, it's with a heavy dose of irony that I'm, like, laughing at a lot of this stuff. But I just, I can't find it funny. Yeah, like, it's just terrifying to me. I, I I actually didn't hear that much talk about abortion aside from Trump. Do you remember anything else? Um, Kim Reynolds did one line about okay. saving the babies. Okay. Um, but otherwise, there was no abortion talk except Trump hit it hard. Yeah, yeah. You would think that they'd all be like in lockstep talking about that, given the Texas stuff. Yeah, which like is interesting. Big, big win for them in the culture war. Yeah, and it's really fascinating to me how much, um, like, national politicians are avoiding it because the Texas thing is really unpopular. Yeah. And it is clearly going to be resoundingly popular with these sickos. You're right. They, right. Lo- they love it. But yeah. it's like, I feel like they don't want to be on camera talking about how awesome it is because people, of big majorities of people really hate making abortion illegal and the bounty hunter shit, people are just mm-hmm. not comfortable with it. 
Yeah. So I, I feel like they were too afraid to touch it. And probably the people who like donate to their campaigns in big numbers don't care that much about abortion. You know, like rich, right. rich people don't really like care. Absolutely not. Yeah. But like Trump, Trump hit the abortion stuff hard and it was a huge crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have very many crowd pleasing topics. No, he um, was boring. He mostly. was so boring. Yeah. I feel like that's what we should we should dwell on that topic yeah. for a sec. But his his abortion stuff went over super well, and mm-hmm. he was talk he was talking about because he said the thing about like abortion up until the moment of birth, and then he was talking about post birth abortion, yeah, which is just like murdering a baby. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. He said that like he was referring to a specific a incident. I, I don't know right, what he was talking about exactly. Yeah, but he was like. There's clearly some kind of incident that there he was like up to birth and in some cases after birth. Yeah. And it's just like really just horrifying to me and I can't find that funny either. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. People are dying and like, I don't know. And it was people went nuts for it. It's really they love it. Yeah. There was a, a big boo when he brought up abortion. There was a big boo when he brought up critical race theory. But he really only said critical race theory like once as a buzzword and did he not said it really one talk time. about it. Yeah. Yep. I think the big impression of his speech that both Justin and I came away with is that he's like kind of lost his touch about like he doesn't know which issues really fire these people up and they've kind of moved past him because like school board stuff is what they're into now. Critical yeah. race theory, um, like mask mandates, vaccine mandates, you know, I mean, abortion too, but like sh- shit like that is what they're into now. And yeah. he didn't hammer on that stuff at all. He was mostly talking about the stolen election. He spent so much time talking about this. Yeah, so I've been thinking about it since last night. And, like, they do care about that, all those people. Like, they're wearing shirts that say, like, 2020 rigged, uh, etc. They do care about that. But it's, like, I think they all understand that that's not getting reversed. Like, nothing's really going to happen there. There's nothing to do about that now. (laughs) And, like, that was, like, a big sort of... um, focal point for them a big sort of gathering point a a thing for all of them to pay attention to at one point in time was the stolen election that sort of united them behind a specific banner but now it's so clear that nothing's going to happen on that front that they're moving on to other shit like uh killing every member of their local school board (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know, if he had thrown, like, when he first started talking about the election, like, throwing a couple lines out about it being stolen was really popular. But mm-hmm. he proceeded to go, like, state by state. Yeah. Oh, before we, that's, like, kind of the, we left in the middle of that. So that was, yeah. like, the the vast majority of his speech was, like, just talking about numbers and rambling about, <laughs> like, ballot harvesting and chain of custody. But, um... <laughs> Earlier in the speech, he – I wanted to know what you made of this. He talked about a general that he supposedly met in Afghanistan. This <laughs> anecdote – anecdote – anecdote. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can you cut that? <laughs> <laughs> this anecdote was completely 
uncomprehensible. But yeah. something about meeting a general who wasn't a TV general, so he right. wasn't a loser. <laughs> and his name was General Kane. And he mm-hmm. said he asked what his first name was. And he said, Raisin. <laughs> And then proceeded to discuss this general called Raisin Cane, which yeah. is a chi- it's a chicken restaurant. Well, what are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was bizarre because it was like it's constructed or it's got like elements of a joke, you know, like Raisin Cane is like a character in a joke. But he was saying this like it was real. It's a real guy he talked to <laughs> named Raisin Cane. He didn't say it was a nickname. He said the guy's name was Raisin. <laughs> <laughs> and no one was laughing, so I don't think anyone else thought it was a joke. He was just like rambling about this guy, Raisin Kane, <laughs> who was a, a good general, like the kind of general he likes. A handsome general, like George C. Scott as George Patton in the 1970 film Patton. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, it's clearly... <laughs> I don't know if there's a general who has like the nickname Raisin Cane. I mean, you are you familiar with like the phrase Raisin Cane? It's sort of like Raisin Hell. No, it's I not. Am... It's not only a chicken restaurant. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it was his nickname. I'm just like so confused. Like, well, it's. <laughs> I think it's possible that there's a general who has that nickname, but Trump wasn't talking about it like this was a guy's nickname. He was talking about <laughs> it like this guy's real given name is Raisin Cane. <laughs> And he was like, he said, like, he was referring to him as Raisin. Like, yeah. he didn't, he wasn't always doing the full Raisin Cane. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he introduced it by, like, and I asked his first name and he said Raisin. Yeah. Just, it was just, like, completely, uh, it, like, I just could not understand. Yeah. Here's a quote from, from that, like, weird section of the speech. I met two generals that could star in any movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's got such a, like, neurological connection between, like, film and generals for some reason. (laughs) These generals could be in any movie. Like, they're better than any actor. Is it because he thinks they're, like, hot? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Because he just, like, thinks some of them are, like, this, like, awesome strong men. I don't know. But it's really weird. Oh, he, um, sorry to move on, but he hit the law and order stuff and he was talking about how like there's like rampant knifing in the streets (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i think i i think i wrote that out right yeah i I have the quote from that you want to hear it yes (laughs) okay so yeah everyone was getting bored as shit because he was like rambling about raisin cane and then he was talking about uh afghanistan again which I mean, no one cares. <laughs> they really don't care. Not even the people there gave a shit about that. They just want you to hit the, like, 13 beautiful soldiers and then move on. Yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah, he was talking about, like, a helicopter pad we left behind that was six feet deep. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. It just like, went straight through me. <laughs> he said, the, like, no, talking about the concrete, the beautiful concrete, and you would think it was six inches deep, but it was six feet deep. Oh, my God. I do remember that now. I didn't know he was talking about a, a helipad. I was so <laughs> yeah, bored. He was, <laughs> he was talking about a helipad. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, so he was talking about a rise in crime. So he was boring the shit out of everybody, and then he woke everybody up by saying, like, I like the police or whatever. And he's talking about rising crime. And he said, this is a direct quote here. People want other people to stop shooting and knifing people to death in broad daylight. 
Pe- knifing let me, people. Let me say it again. People want other people to stop shooting and knifing people to death in broad daylight. <laughs> That's what people want. I mean, you're not wrong. Obviously, some of the people want to be shooting and knifing people. They're people too. But there are people who want those other people to stop shooting and knifing the people. The people who are getting knifed and shooting are probably part of the group that want other people to stop shooting and knifing people. (laughs) Actually, yeah, this was a very interesting part of the speech after I was getting really bored. He claims that other countries are emptying their prisons and shipping all of their criminals here, and we are a dumping ground. (laughs) This is an alternate reality. Like, none of this is happening. It's so funny. <laughs> Something about like knifing someone is like such a funny image. <laughs> like you're being like really concerned about knife crime. <laughs> uh, I'm so proud of Space Force. That's another quote from him. <laughs> the files were deleted. <laughs> that- that was when he was talking about uh, Arizona or something. That was like right before we left. <laughs> he proceeded. So if these are like kind of the things he hit that were crowd pleasers besides Raisin, he proceeded to... No, I don't think anyone cared about Raisin, to be clear. <laughs> no, I, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. That's the one thing that... I loved I loved the Raisin guy, but no, no one cared. But the rest of it, he was like, you know, kind of riffing and hitting the topics people like. And then when he started in on the 2020 election, he lost everyone because he was just going into minutia and it was so fucking boring. Mm -hmm. And it was like the most loser energy, just like totally pathetic and like people started leaving that I took lots of video of how many people were leaving. Yeah. Because he's talking about chain of custody and a bunch of percentages and, like, talking about Maricopa County and Brian Kemp. And, like, Mm -hmm. it was so boring. He's totally lost his touch. No one cares about that. And that was the vast majority of his speech. And we left (laughs) and he was not done talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. He said, this is not about me, also, while he was (laughs) rambling endlessly about how the election was stolen from him. This is not yeah, about he, me. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning, he said, and the election was stolen. He's like, the numbers don't add up. We'll get into those later. And it was just like, <laughs> that sounds so boring. And it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that That is something that I remember from, uh, I think, the Des Moines Register article about the rally that they published uh, either late last night or early this morning. They got a quote from this lady who claims to be an independent who was at the rally last night. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. And she was, like, not into it. And she said, like, he seems very self-centered. <laughs> <laughs> like, the earth, this is the first year hearing about Yeah, that. what did you think this guy was about? <laughs> it was, like, it just really feels like he doesn't know, like, these. all of these people have moved past him. Yeah, it, it is kind of, it's grown beyond him. It really isn't about him now. Right. He's he's a figurehead for them. Obviously, they're going to wear Trump T-shirts till they die. But like, it's not really about having him in office. It's about like their will being enforced on the weaker half of us. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, like it felt like everyone was hyped up about the idea of Trump, but then half the people left in the middle of his speech because it was so boring. Yeah, the idea of Trump is exciting, but Trump himself, he's running out of steam, it seems like. There's nothing for him to really rally around besides like the 2022 midterms, which like who fucking cares? <laughs> like that's not exciting to talk about in October, 2021. Yeah. And last night we were talking about how like he just seems unable to function without a villain. Like when it, when right. he was talking about Obama or when he's running against Hillary Clinton, like that's when he's on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, if he has a foil, if he has a villain, people go nuts for it. They're but easy like, targets for a, a certain kind of mind. Yeah. A certain yeah, kind of so, mind that hates black men and women. Yes. <laughs> I, but just like Biden, it just doesn't work. He's an old yeah. white dude. They kind of have similar personalities, like of just like kind of mouthing off and like being so insulated by wealth and power that they for that they just don't care about mm-hmm. like certain things and like you just can't riff on another white dude in the same way like it just yeah. doesn't work for him and like joe biden is so fucking boring right it, it, there's not anything to latch on to really with biden like the best you can do i mean the best you can do is say he's boring like that's the best way to make fun of him and that's really not gonna get you that far no i mean and like he just doesn't like the like concept of people getting triggered like he just doesn't get upset in the same way like it doesn't it it doesn't he doesn't care and that's like really unsatisfying i think to people like hillary clinton cared so much and like (laughs) and like i i mean i totally get it it's like really funny to upset her like (laughs) like, (laughs) but it's just like he without a foil, I don't think he can do it. And he just didn't go over well. I don't think that I mean, I think he's like super popular, like head and shoulders above, like for polling for 2024 now. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's just the idea of him. I think he lost his touch. He doesn't know what they care about anymore. It's like super loser energy to like be so hung up on like something that you lost and like you're clearly not going to be able to win back. Yeah. I just, I don't think he has it. Yeah. I, I went into this yesterday thinking like if Trump wants to be president again, he can probably do it. I think um, there's nobody who can really overtake him in a Republican primary. Anybody who might be able to probably wouldn't want to run against him. So I think, I think he could coast to the nomination and I think if it's Trump versus Biden again, I kind of doubt Biden can pull it off a second time. That's how that's what I was thinking when we got there. But now I'm like, yeah, I don't know what he can do now. <laughs> like he's boring now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's like I've always thought he's incoherent. Right. Obviously. So like watching it, it's like difficult to know if he's like coherent to the people around us. So I was really trying to pay attention Mm -hmm. to like their body language and like what was making them rapt or cheer and what was making them kind of wander off. Because like I've seen plenty of Trump speeches and they all feel boring and insane (laughs) and confusing. So I was like trying to watch how other people reacted and it just didn't go over well. It was just boring as hell and people started leaving. I just think he's lost it and like we just kind of don't know it yet. And he's always going to pull well, but it just it doesn't feel like he can do it. 
yeah, I think it's it's still possible. Like maybe if if we get into like a general election season, he can like have that spark again, maybe. But yeah, last night he was <laughs> like you said. I mean, people were walking out in pretty big numbers, and this is a guy like they waited all day to see, and they're wearing T-shirts with his face on them. They've loved this man like unconditionally for like five years. And they have the chance to hear him and they're leaving early. <laughs> yeah. And there's out of state plates everywhere. And people are, you know, you waited an hour. We waited an hour in line and people are just leaving and they're just kind of wandering out. Like it was wild to see. Yeah. I don't know. He just, he doesn't have it. People, I mean, it is just like so boring to talk about the chain of custody of ballots for, <laughs> and it, he just couldn't stop talking about that. Like yeah. He's so stuck on it. And he was like so stuck on the 2016 election, obviously, for a really long time. But because he won and that was like popular with these people. Right. But it's, he it's, like. It's more appealing to be bragging about your success, your unexpected success also. Yes. Than it is to be just like whining eternally <laughs> that that the other election was stolen from you by the big bully. Because yeah. I mean, you're, what you're saying there is like you are weaker than them. <laughs> Like that's, that's not as fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you, this was allowed to be stolen from you because you yeah. couldn't like strong arm. I mean, it just like looks so sad and people just didn't, just weren't having it. Yeah. He's just whining about how he was betrayed. It's just, it was, it was really interesting. I think, I mean, no one can ever, he's untouchable as far as like dis, people distancing himself from him. But I think that people have moved past him and there's going to be someone so much worse. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I really, I don't know what he is going to do because he's, he's got a lot of hubris, obviously, but I think he has to feel that he doesn't have what he had in 2016, you know? Because he feeds off crowds. Right. He's, he's aware of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it kind of feels like he might not run again. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I think before yesterday, I would have said, like, he's definitely going to go for it again. I think before yesterday, I assumed he would be president in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was leaning that way, too. But I don't feel the same after witnessing that. It's just interesting. I mean, they'll never stop wearing the shirts. But, like, I don't know. I just... Yeah. It's... And I, like, fully expected to see like like it was just not what i expected i really expected people to go nuts for him and to leave like really scared honestly mm -hmm. and it just like kind of sputtered out yeah we left just kind of laughing <laughs> yeah and i mean it's like it feels good i think like they're like seeing these like sickos are like so primed for someone even worse but like yeah i don't know it, it's still encouraging to see him fail even if <laughs> it's just like, I hate Joe Biden, but I loved watching him lose or in 2020. Like Trump. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of hateful energy that's still there, still waiting to be like crafted into a giant spear to <laughs> kill a lot of people. But it's, it's sort of directionless now. There's not somebody really like honing that energy towards a specific goal, which is good for now. But you know, Somebody might come through and seize that at some point. The new Trump, the next Trump. Yeah, and I think that probably will happen, but at least for the moment, like, I don't know. It's not necessarily encouraging, but at least satisfying. Yeah. Actually, something I was thinking about in the car last night that I didn't actually say out loud. 
part of the Biden promise, like his campaign was, if I'm elected, you won't have to care about politics as much. And I think that that he has succeeded in that, like whether people want to feel that way or not. I think a lot of the people there don't care about politics as much as they did when Trump was president. Yes. I mean, it, it has worked on me. It works on everyone. <laughs> right. It's like we can't help it. Like he actually he did. That's the one thing he's really done well is that <laughs> is be as boring as possible. No one cares as much now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they've all turned their sights on like more local stuff. Yeah. Which is <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> I'm not encouraged in that. I think I think that there is like ever growing bloodthirsty, terrifying energy. But at least I get to see one monstrous dude sputter out. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to see him flail, trying to keep this energy around himself. And just like, I just, I don't know if he's going to, like he, the one thing he has the touch for, like the thing he can always feel is the response of a crowd. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like he knows, like he has to know. And he's, like he's losing his grip. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he has a, a level of hubris that he'll still do it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like very much less sure of that than I was. Right. Yeah. It, it's last night shook my confidence in Donald Trump, which I did not expect to happen. <laughs> I did not expect. I expected <laughs> to come away terrified. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the big takeaway, I think, is that uh, Trump is running out of gas. Uh, he's not, not what he once was, will not be as powerful of a force in politics, probably, <laughs> as he was before. Who knows? Maybe he'll start snorting some Adderall and get it back. Yeah, maybe. But uh, I got to go to work pretty soon, so I think, I think we got out everything we needed to do. I didn't read every single one of my notes verbatim, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the conversation we had summed up what we saw pretty well. Yes. It was a I had, I had a good time. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun at times. It was fun to hang out with my friend and I like Elton John and <laughs> the people watching was good and yeah. proud to be American is an awesome song. So <laughs> 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 Those are my takeaways from the Trump rally. Yeah. yeah, I think we learned some... Valuable some, lessons about yeah. ourselves. <laughs> we learned some stuff about Iowa culture. Because I've never... I'd never been inside of a Trump rally before like you had. So I, I got to see stuff firsthand that I hadn't experienced yet. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever plugged on the show that you went on the Eat the Rich Patreon. So should we do that? Yeah. Um, I did an episode with Carrie from Eat the Rich which is one of my very favorite podcasts and is like really good. So you should subscribe to them because you want to hear me, but also because <laughs> it's a, it's a great podcast in general. So I did an episode on Lula Rich, the um, documentary about Lula Rowe. So if you yeah. love scams as much as I do, that would be a good one to listen to. Yeah. We've done several crossover events with eat the rich. So I, I think, I think they are very much, in line with what we do on our show. So if you like us, you probably like them. Yes. And Natalie is on episode 78 of their Patreon series, which came out on September 26th. So go give it a listen. <laughs> we also have our own Patreon too, patreon.com slash rockhardcaucus. We will be recording a Halloween episode next weekend. So that'll be out uh, sometime by the end of the month. But until then, you can listen to the very long Republican crackhead series. It's like... <laughs> 
16 <laughs> plus hours of audio about one book by a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, we are doing abortion part four tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yep. So this is the first the t- time hearing of this. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Toxic Feminine Mystique is doing a fourth episode on abortion, and it's about why adoption is not the answer to the abortion question. Oh, okay. Um, and then we're also doing a, a Halloween episode about women in horror. We're gonna record. Oh, you're doing a Halloween back. episode too. Okay. So, yeah, we're do- we're gonna record back to back. So <laughs> we've got double um, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we have we have a guest with us. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. Okay, so this would be a great time to subscribe to our Patreon because we're we have releasing lots of stuff coming out. That's three more episodes in the near future that we have planned. So lots of stuff. All right. Thanks for listening to our podcast about the Trump rally. I'm glad we survived. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope uh, the next time I go to a political event, it won't be quite so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> and go listen to Proud to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later, Melody. See ya. Yeah.